should have the notice now. Yeah, Fep, you should have a message letting you know that we are recording the call. Perfect. Here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I am your host, John Harris. On my right hand side is my right hand man, Gabriel. You should surrender or die with invisible pineapples. That's right. You should surrender or die with invisible pineapples. <laughs> Today on the Rock and Roll Podcast, we have Kala Rook, who has a new album called Surrender or Die, which is released on September 11th. Right now, I'm being joined by Fip to share some more information about what the band has been up to during this time, as well as what some of their tracks are about, which I believe is pillaging. And <laughs> Fip, welcome to the show. Ahoy, ye people from Canada, and also ye mooses from Canada. <laughs> Oh, hi, matey. Ahoy. My favorite movies are always the ones rated R. <laughs> yeah, those are the best movies. <laughs> A lot of God. You know, well, I just wanted to commend you for, you know, you, you initially you said you were nervous about doing an interview in English, and here you are with a pirate accent in English. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, normally, I don't speak this way uh, in the pirate accent, but... I saw it as a welcome greeting. It could fit. <laughs> it totally could fit. Now, let's talk about Surrender or Die because it's a title track. It uh, you know has a music video. It looks like you guys are in the studio. And yep. also as well, it's the name of the album. And if I, if I have this correct, it's also the debut album for the band. Yeah. The, that's our first album we are we have recorded. We, uh, we founded the band in 2014, and then I um, joined the band a bit later. That was in in the end of 2015, and then we started to writing songs. And surrender or die. That this was one of the last songs we wrote for this album. So. It wasn't clear from the beginning how to call this album. We just wrote songs and then decided how we could, uh, what could be the name of the album. And so it's Surrender or Die. That could be a cool name for the first album we uh, will release. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a cool name. Now, I guess that answers my next question because I was going to ask, you know, is is this song kind of like the the entrance into what the entire album is about, or is it just one of those cases of, hey, that's a cool name to call an album? No, it's um, it's also a, how can you say that? It's, it's one of the main tracks of the album. That's also how uh, why we made a music video out of it. And also the idea for the music video was really spontaneous because the original idea was to just make a making-of movie of our time in the studio. And then we thought, uh, when our friend was here uh, in the studio for filming, why not just make also a music video? When we have a camera here and everyone is playing this song, so just film, a, uh, film the, crew, uh, the band while playing the song and make a, a nice music video out of it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. There's definitely some really interesting things as far as studio stuff is concerned going on in the video. And I know sometimes mm -hmm. we have some some nerdy geeks who are who are listening in, and 
one of the first things that I wanted to uh, talk about was you guys could have easily in 2020 or 2019, whenever it was you guys were recording it, easily have not used a real violin and we would never have known. Um, but it looks like you guys are using a real violin. So I just wanted to, to get in on that. Uh, what what was the question again? The last sentence? Oh. Uh, tell us about using a real violin for the record instead of, you know, a synthesizer or a sample. Mm -hmm. No, that was quite a real violin. Uh, a friend, um, one of the band members, learned violin since he was around 12 years old. And a few years later, about 16, he came into metal and then started to play uh, violin to metal songs. So it was the best was the best idea we ever had to uh, use a actual real violin instead of a synthesizer or keyboard because that, that makes it a bit special. I think every other pirate metal band I know uses keyboards or synthesizers for sounds like this, except of the studio. In the studio, some of the bands also have a guest violin, but then live they use a keyboard to play it. And we mm -hmm. also have a violin on the stage. Oh, wow. Do you, does he plug in? Like, is it an electric violin or is it a microphone? How does it work? Uh, at the moment, he uses a microphone. It's a very special microphone which um, takes the sound right under the strings. Okay, like a piezo pickup. Mm -hmm. But you also can use it as a normal microphone. When he speaks to the strings, it it is amplified. <laughs> okay, keep your thoughts to yourself. <laughs> Perfect. Now, something else that I see here that's really cool is it looks like you're singing into two microphones at the same time. Is that is that what's happening, or is one of them the microphone and the other one's like a talkback microphone, even though you're already in a microphone. Oh, uh, no, that uh, the sound engineer of the studio, Raphael Salzmann from Eluvetia, uh decided to record it with two microphones to give the person who will mix it more um, options to get the best sound out of the vocals. One of the microphones is a, is a high-end studio microphone developed for uh, vocal recordings in the studio and the other microphone is just a simple live vocal microphone but has its own characteristics so it was easier for the mixer to um, combine those to get the best sound mm -hmm. yeah and speaking of which i've got a note here that our very own canadian christian donaldson down at the grid did the mixing yeah. and mastering for the record mm -hmm. that's right we we asked a few um, persons or a few people um, for a test mix and uh, the Chris from the grid uh, made the best one. It was, it was awesome from the beginning, even the test mix. And then we had some inputs, but only a few inputs and it was perfect. It was the best decision to send it over to Canada to get it mixed. <laughs> it's very true. This is the place where you get invisible pineapples, baby. Mm. Now, uh, cool. So you mentioned that you guys got into the studio and you were filming it. Um, so I, I guess my question then is, is there plans to actually release like a DVD or some kind of uh, uh, 
behind-the-scenes studio footage still, or was it just turned into a music video and that's it? Um, yeah, the plan is still to make a uh, behind-the-scenes uh, video from the studio days, so kind of a making of how we made, how we recorded this whole album. But a DVD at the moment is not planned. When, if when we make a making of, we will. I think we will simply just upload it on YouTube so everyone can uh, watch it for free. Yeah, funny. As I was mentioning that, I realized how old I must sound talking about DVDs. What even is a DVD? Yeah. Nowadays, <laughs> it would be a Blu-ray. Exactly, a Blu-ray. Sweet. Yeah. Now you mentioned that. Uh, Elevasi uh, was involved in a little bit. So, is it his studio, or are you guys wanted to use him as the engineer? How did that come to have to be? Oh, it was, or it is his studio. He built it up um, in uh, in 2018 and the beginning of 2019. So, when we were there and started recording, the studio wasn't finally built. Especially the toilet wasn't finished and. You don't need that. Yeah. You don't yeah, need a toilet. A, a toilet was there, but he also planned to install a shower and some stuff more. But we, we didn't need that because we didn't... Uh, uh, we, ah, I'm sorry. Uh, we don't live far away from the studio, so most of us get uh, got home every night to sleep. Even though he yeah. had beds there, but... Wow, he's he's got all the all the all the right thoughts here, trying to bring some some business into Switzerland, and then 2020 yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2020 happened. <laughs> poor <so> guy. Poor. <laughs> uh, for us, it was not that bad because we uh, were in the preparation for the album release, so we hadn't planned many shows. We only had to cancel one show at a small festival, uh, and. Uh, in the country next to us, uh, Liechtenstein, is it called? Mm-hmm. It's just a small country. It's they talk the same language as we. Uh, they use the same uh, currency, but they have an own country. <laughs> the proud people uh, of Liechtenstein. If anybody is, in, is listening in from Liechtenstein, hello, <laughs> sehr gut, ja. <laughs> Na, wie geht's dir, Liechtenstein? Na, wie geht's dir? <laughs> No, but that was the only show we had to cancel. And Poor Liechtenstein. Yeah, yeah. They were, but, they were looking forward to it. Yeah, we're looking forward to come to come back to Liechtenstein. I promise. We will <laughs> come back, or we will come. That's we weren't right. there since you know. Protect your women and children. Kalaruk is coming. Mm. Now, something that I kind of segued into there, you know, with you know having to cancel a show and it really wasn't that that large of a deal. Because for some bands, it certainly reorganized their entire year. Uh, for other bands, maybe not so much. So that was kind of beginning. My question is, what did 2020 do for you guys? Did it did it help you out in some way? Did it really mess things up? Uh, and I guess what coming to you know this point in September already, we're you know almost. Mm almost towards the end of the year, I guess. How did the year go for you guys? Yeah, it also made a lot uh, difficult, more difficult than without Corona, because, for example, we also had uh, some kind of lockdown in Switzerland around March and April. So we paused the rehearsals and only communicated via Skype 
to at least make some plans and decisions and go on with the preparations for the album release. But we didn't play it, uh, with each other for about two or three months. Afterwards, we had to record some other music video, so we had to uh, practice a bit again. <laughs> and also, <laughs> now our release show uh, on the 19th, 19th of September. It was really difficult to plan all this because we also uh, invited a, a band from uh, Spain, which are some friends of us, and in the meantime, the Swiss government decided to have some quarantine. Uh, how is it called in English? Quarantine. Quarantine. Quarantine, quarantine restrictions um, for Spain. So if they would have get to Switzerland, they would have get to quarantine for two weeks. Yeah, so, same thing in Canada. Yeah. So no way to get them to the show. We had to cancel the show of them and book some band from Switzerland instead. Uh, and also have some restrictions, had some restrictions uh, concerning the people attending the show. It was reduced to 100 people in the hall completely. So we had to, we only had um, 80 guests because you also have to count the band, you have to count the bar, the technicians and everything. Yeah, does everybody have to wear masks and carry hand sanitizer and socially distance? Like, does, does the crowd have to stand two meters apart? Now, for shows up to 100 people, it's not necessary at the moment. Because in this case, you only have to um, collect all the data from the people there. So you have the possibility for a contact tracing. Mm -hmm. so, so if someone were at the show with corona, all the every, every person who was there has to go in quarantine for two weeks. Right. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting the way all those sorts of things work out. I don't know that we're doing any shows here if they're on the horizon, but I know as we're opening things up, things like gyms and, you know, other okay. other avenues, uh, something similar, you know, uh, when we go to, recently I started doing Kung Fu, when I go to the Kung Fu studio, I have to fill out a form, and they're only allowed to operate during certain times, certain class sizes, same thing. Yeah. Uh, if somebody were to have coronavirus, then they can do the contact tracing. So. Mm -hmm. Groovy. Sorry. We all already have the contact tracing for about uh, one or two months, and it works quite good. The, the cases are all uh, rising again, but not that fast as in the spring. Okay. Well, that's, that's good to hear. Yeah, something I noticed in the music video for Invisible Pineapples is that I, quite, I, I see a visible pineapple. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I see a, the pineapple, fam. Yeah, it's a bit difficult to show an invisible pineapple. <laughs> I don't no, it's not. We didn't know how we could make it visible and invisible <laughs> at the same time. So we just decided to buy a bunch of pineapples. Yeah, our guitarist is the one person who um, is now in school books at the math, um, for the math questions. 
he's the one who bought 20 pineapples at the same time. 20 <laughs> pineapples? Yeah, we bought 20 pineapples for this music video recording. Oh, man. <laughs> you guys only needed one. I'm, what did you do with them? Did you make, like, I don't know. A pineapple smoothie? Pineapple smoothies? Pineapple <laughs> salsa? I love pineapple salsa on... Uh, on like salmon uh, or trout, oh, delicious! Pineapple. Uh, for example, already at the beginning of the video, for um, at the first scene, I think about five pieces broke. Oh when no! He, when he smashed them on my head, we, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that looks pretty aggressive. And if they believe that's you walking down the street, then and there's this guy who comes up and hits you with a pineapple, and. Yeah. Uh, then it heads over to the treasure chest with pineapples. So I guess, like, are you knocked out and then you go into like a dream sequence? That that's the idea of the of the video, yeah. That then I have a dream sequence where I am part of the band and singing about invisible pineapples and why are they responsible for my headache, not the uh, not the alcohol. Exactly, exactly. It never has anything to do with the alcohol. Now, oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, speaking of the album, 16 songs. This is crazy. I mean, you guys could have, and they're all, what I can tell, full-length songs, anywhere from two to upwards of almost six minutes on a, actually, one, Into the Storm is over seven minutes long. Yeah. Why so many songs? You guys could have broken this up into two maybe smaller albums or maybe even like four EPs. I mean, there's so many options, but I mean... Why? Why a sixteen-track album? Uh, yeah, we were in the band room when we started planning the recording of the album, and then the question came up: Which songs do we uh, record for the album? And then I think it was the drummer just said, "Why not all? Why not all songs we already <laughs> have written?" And we thought, "Yeah, why not?" Because then, when we, when our release album is that big, we already have 16 songs for the fans. We already have a lot of songs which they can listen, and not only I don't know about eight songs or, or even less, like some bands are re first releasing in only an EP. So you have five songs of a band, which you can listen to at home. And most of us. When we listen to music, or especially me, uh, I listen to a whole album. Not only a song from this band, a song from this band. I want to listen to a whole album. And then, many times I'm a bit disappointed when after 30 or 40 minutes the album is finished. And that was all? Come on. Mm -hmm. I want more. <laughs> well, and the thing is, it's kind of an interesting thing because I like listening to a full album and I know there's some bands I've chatted with who, you know, intended to make an album that is meant to be listened to from beginning to end. So it's definitely not dead, like a lot of people would, would suggest mm -hmm. that it is. Um, but is that something that you guys really took into account as far as the album is concerned? Like, is is it designed to flow from beginning to end and in, in musically, thematically, lyrically? Uh, lyrically, definitely not. We just our idea with the track list itself just was to make some um, uh, 
make some. Oh, God damn it! I forgot the word for it. <laughs> Scheiße! Yeah, Scheiße. Scheiße is schön. Ah, variety. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why okay. I forgot this word? Variety, right? Variety. Yeah. yeah. Uh, between the songs, so you don't. Uh, we have. We have a few songs which are really silly, and then on the other hand, we have some songs which are epic or powerful and go more, even more into death metal. And we want to make some variety between these songs. And also, um, the idea was to don't put the best songs just at the beginning of the album. So also have some songs at the end of the album which are really good but in our in our opinion maybe the fans have some other opinions about the songs and which one they like and not we will see okay all right well Fip, i believe that is all of the questions that i have for you is there anything else that you wanted to mention or chat about that i did not ask about uh not that much. I don't. I don't know. Uh, what I want to mention is we deliver worldwide. If you want, you can watch all our three videos on YouTube, and then you can, if you like the music, please order our CD over kellerook.ch. Uh, uh, yeah. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Drink enough beer and rum, and <laughs> most important, stay pirate. Stay pirate, baby. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast, then, Pep. Thank you.